Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga Collection, which contains all nine films. I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, I'm going to be kind of just open with spoilers on this episode. I mean, this is basically an adaption, a Lego fun adaption of the nine films. I'm going to talk about my gameplay impressions first and then go into some of the moments, so... I guess I'll sort of segue, uh, separate it that way, but I'm not really going to consider them spoilers per se. These are very sort of classic moments and those sorts of things. So, anyway, um, yeah, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga Collection, um, brilliant game, absolutely brilliant game. Um, I do need to mention off the bat uh, something that happened while I was playing Episode Six. Because what happened during my playthroughs of episode 6 wasn't specifically a game-breaking bug. But it's something I do need to mention within my review because it was a major factor in my playthrough. So, uh, you get to uh, one of the parts on Endor and you're playing as Leia and Luke. And you fight against a couple of scout troopers and then you get on one of the speed racer bike things. I can't remember if they've got a specific name. There's a section that you play through, and you initially beat up, I think, two rounds of scout troopers, and then a third round comes along, you beat up two of those, and then two more of them escape on the bikes. I'm just going to call them bikes, because whatever. And then you jump onto those bikes, you, you are either controlling Luke or Leia in those parts, you can switch between them, you then press triangle to jump on the bike, it cuts you to a different gameplay section where you're just endlessly going forward, basically your controls are left and right and then shoot, and then you obviously it's up to you to uh, shoot at the scout troopers and to take them out, you then have three rounds of four scout troopers, so one will come in, one after the other. This is where I hit a, uh, whether you want to call it a glitch or a bug, I'll just call it a glitch. A, a sort of half game breaking glitch, because what was happening, because I liked using lightsabers on the game as opposed to the blasters, I didn't dislike the blasters, I just preferred to use lightsabers because lightsabers are very cool. So at the start of that level, each time I would switch over to Luke and I would be throwing the lightsaber, hitting the enemies, using the force, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Then I would get to a point where I would get to my third round of the scout troopers on the bikes and the level would not, um, uh, it would have pop-in problems and it wouldn't generate a part of a level. What would end up happening is after a certain amount of time, the level would basically cut off, like literally cut off and I would fall off of the map. And then you'd obviously, because it's a Lego game and it doesn't penalise you for dying, it would regenerate my character of Luke on his bike. And then because I'm immediately in the air on no land, it would kill him over and over and over again. And it would put it in a loop. What I ended up doing, because I tried it over and over and over again, and I thought maybe if I kill the scout troopers quicker I can get through the level. Not that I should have to do that, but I thought that might be a solution. What I ended up doing was, because at the start of the level every single time, you automatically take control of Leia and not Luke. And I thought, what possible ways could I try to get through this level 
um, so that I can finish episode 6. So I tried another solution which was to just play as Leia and then go use her blaster and, and go through the level. The interesting part of that is once you finish that section and you um, get on the bike you still switch over to Luke but the solution that worked out was if I play that initial section as Leia and then jump on the bike as her but then it switch it does it cuts to a different scene it then keeps you on the bike as Luke but the rest of the level generated and I was able to finish it so I don't know if it was an a glitch with switch clearly that's a glitch between which is involving switching the character didn't load the level properly for some reason so I can't give this game a 10 out of 10 because of that there's also some other little nitpicks that I've got about the game but in general I'm gonna still give this a 9 out of 10 because all, all of the fun I had in all the other levels for me outweighs that glitch and it wasn't a game breaking glitch because game breaking glitch implies that you can't get past a piece of a level and you can't progress I could progress just not in the specific way that I wanted to I had to just simply play as a different character um, so you've got that going against it but um, I'm not mad about it I'm not angry about it I was a bit sort of frustrated about it at the, at the time because I couldn't get past the level it was just a simple solution of not switching to Luke and then the rest of the level worked out. But there was actually a part in the level where you dip down at one point with on the bike and this like brown tree branch had, which had like a hole in it. This brown part of a tree that had been knocked over. There's a hole in it. You go down into the hole and then you come back up. That part of the level never rendered. So that was clearly... Because I got to pretty much the exact same section and then that was there and it wasn't there before. So I don't know what the issue with the playing that part of the level as Luke. But really that was it. That that was the only major problem I had with, with the game. I was still able to finish the level. I was still able to finish the whole game. So that isn't a game breaking glitch. It's sort of half of one if you want to think about it that way. But I do have to mention it was a big part of my playthrough. There were some other little glitches here and there. You know just little odd things. Um, but overall, uh, so that negative kind of thing out of the way, um, again, I'm not mad about it, I'm not angry about it, I'm very, very happy with this game, um, in terms of everything else, because uh, the rest of that level was completely fine, uh, it was just that little section, so, that li literally that little sort of two minute section that was broken, so, or not really broken, but didn't work properly, um, but it's interesting because I did a podcast a few days ago, and it was called How Video Games Can Evolve. Now, you have to scale this in a particular way because this is a Lego game. And that's not a knock against Lego games, but they are designed to be more simple, more easy, more family-friendly, more fun. So they've got their own little kind of category, which is fine. That's that's where the Lego games are. That's where they kind of belong. You don't need to turn Lego, Lego games into Dark Souls or something. Um, they're supposed to be very fun, family-friendly, you know, adventures. And that's exactly what they are. That's exactly what this game is. But the new format of this Lego game, if you were to look, obviously, in a, in, a, in a narrowed down example of how do you evolve a Lego game from their very simple sort of... Because all the Lego games kind of were before was go in the room, smash everything up, press an old circle to build stuff, fixed camera, lack of personality in the games. Um, I mean, the old Lego games are fun, but this just completely evolves what these games are going to be able to do 
because um, there's so many new little nice touches and features and kind of ways that you can do things. Just on a fundamental level, having this switch from a fixed camera, so like a, the old Resident Evil games for an example, to um, a full 360 degree third person over the shoulder type game really changed the game for this. Because um, you could essentially take something like um, Jedi Fallen Order, turn that into a Lego game, and that's basically what this is. In terms of perspective, obviously not the exact same gameplay stuff, but really, really changed the game with this. And as I mentioned on that Evolve Games episode, this has got new animations, new interactions, um, and within a Lego sense, it's got destructible environments. They always had kind of destruct envi- destructible environments, but this does something a bit different. New ways of interacting with things, character animations, level animations, um, much better cutscenes, uh, different an- animations and interactions, not just with how you do the levels, but in terms of the combat, um, how good it feels to use the lightsaber in this game because you can throw it you can fully aim it you can do things like blocking shots uh, or blocking things with the with your lightsaber and stuff um the animation of using the lightsabers it's it's all here in its full glory and i don't know if i think that this is the best star wars game i don't know because i really really enjoyed darth vader immortal but what this is trying to achieve as opposed to darth vader immortal is something very different uh, and i did like fallen order a lot as well um, obviously you've got Squadrons, which tries a different thing, but that's what's good about these Star Wars games. They can all aim for different things. You can have so many different genres within Star Wars games because they, it's a very flexible IP. But yeah, just, just the full kind of like, full dialogue, and yes, obviously the dialogue is from the films. They're adapting from the nine films because you haven't got Solo or Rogue One here. Um, you've got the Skywalker saga. Um, I mean, even as far as like, you look at the main menu for this game and because the main menu's basically got like a bunch of ships in the background shooting each other you know x-wings tie fighters all that type of stuff the pew pew of all that um you've got most of the main characters on the menu but they're not they're not like a just just a static image they are fully animated with their own bit of personalities within there um and they're all like sitting there striking a pose but every now and then one of them will do something and then even the animation and the, the the personality and the soul within this game, as far as the main menu, the episode selection screens, which could have literally just been a blank page list of episode 1 to 9, and you just scroll up and down them, you click on them. Could have been. You, you could have had, and I'm not going to call this lazy, but you could have had very simple kind of like Star Wars Lego Skywalker Saga logo on the front, theme tune, press start, no characters on the front, maybe you have a little like image of space or something, and then you could have had like a bland basic menu, um, maybe with the Star Wars music, or maybe just with some like generic galaxy sci-fi music kind of thing, and you could have just had everything in a list. Um... But, no, I mean, probably the amount of effort it took to animate, you know, the main menu here. And each um, each episode that you click on. Because you basically have these episodes, they're in this kind of wheel sort of selection. You go from left to right, it turns the wheel around and you select different episodes. 
And there's one that's between episode 9 and 1, which is like a free galaxy exploration exploration kind of thing. Uh, you've got that going on. But um, as you are hovering over the different um, episode selection menus, they each have different bits of music that fit the themes of the different episodes. Um, each of those has got like the main character on the thing, and it's got a theme in terms of like something that happens within the episode. So, for example, the episode three, you've got Anakin and um, Obi Wan, and they're fighting in like the lava pits and stuff, and you've got a little animation there. Um, and you've got you can see how the franchise kind of changes how you go how you sort of go through them all. Uh, obviously, episode seven, eight, and nine have got like a uh, um, ray um, animation and stuff with some Kylo Ren things involved there. Episodes one through three have got like some Obi Wan stuff. Um, episodes four, five, and six have got like the the um, the scout trooper, not the scout trooper, the uh, the bike racing thing that I talked about. Um, and they've all got their own little animations. The the wheel is like very nicely animated and stuff like that. And again, that could have just been a list of episodes, just a list of playable episodes that you just click on. But no, they're fully animated as well. And sure, the animation plays on the loop. You wouldn't expect it to be infinite, but just you you know, I I can do I could just tell once I booted because obviously I'd seen the gameplay and stuff and seen how the game is looking to evolve and change itself. But you can just tell from the moment you boot this game up, and obviously you see the typical kind of like, you know, TT Games, Warner Brothers, because uh, obviously they're licensed by Warner Brothers, but um, then the Disney boot up, the Lucasfilm thing as well. And then once, as soon as you hit that main menu, you can just tell the amount of love, attention, and personality that's been poured into this game. Um, because I think, you know... When you had some of the other LEGO games coming out, people stopped kind of caring about them so much. They started to become a bit stale. It was kind of the same format over and over again, just sort of reskinned with, you know, Indiana Jones or Batman or Marvel or whatever. Because um, the most effort they'd probably put into a LEGO game before this was maybe LEGO Marvel Super Heroes 2, where you had some multiverse kind of stuff going on. Um, but, like, LEGO Incredibles was really bland. I don't rem- remember even finishing that game. Um, so I think it was time for TT Games, who's obviously the dev here, to really look and think, okay, we're doing the same thing over and over again too much. And yes, we've got the great IP, you know, you've got the Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, Incredibles, you've got, um, what was the other one, In- In- Indiana Jones, all that kind of stuff. Obviously you've got the more niche things like the Lego City Underground and the Ninjago stuff. But, you know, you've got your Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, I, I think this is timed really well as well. Because this is, I believe, the first LEGO game, the first new LEGO game that's available on the new gen systems, you know, PS5, Series X. So, I I really want to applaud TT Games for the amount of... And I know that there were some stories about, like, Crunch and that sort of thing. We've talked about Crunch before on the Gaming Talk podcast, but... You know what? At the end of the day, sure, they might have been. It might have been a stressful working environment. They might have been crunched and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, mean, I don't know whether it's right for me to say it was worth it. But hey, you made a really awesome game that I wanted to support that I really enjoyed. And you know what was I going to do? Turn around and say, "Hey, I'm going to boycott this game because the studio has been crunched." Even though 
I'm really looking forward to supporting the studio that's been working hard on a game that looks great. So I want to get the game, support the studio, support the hard work and enjoy the hard work that they've put into the game. It's really as simple as that for me, but I just thought I'd kind of mention that a little bit, the whole crunch um, uh, news piece that came out a while ago. But you turned out with a damn good game. You refreshed your um, Lego games with this. So... Yeah, great stuff, really, really great stuff. Um, but there's, uh, like, even as far as sort of um, with the Lego battles in, 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 in this, um, like, the different ways that you can jump backwards and you can, like, counter a certain enemy and also what they've done with... Because before in the Lego games, you could literally go into a room if there was a bunch of enemies there... Or some blocks that you'd need to destroy to make stuff. You could literally go into a room. Just spam square for two minutes. Destroy everything. And then hold circle to build the next thing. Progress to the next room. You can't do that here. Um, if you. So for example if you play in the Zook Skywalker. You get your lightsaber out. And you think I'm just going to smash everything here. Um, with the square button. Enemies start like blocking you. And that kind of stuff. But then you can use the force. You can throw your lightsaber. You can um, wait for them to attack. They have a little triangle prompt on their head. And you can do a really cool animation where you sort of like... I think there's there's different types of animations you can do. But you can do like a counter kind of move. That's how you evolve your combat. That's how, And it wasn't hard to evolve from like mashing square in every room that you go into and just clearing everything. But the amount of like different options you've got. Because you can jump around. You can throw your lightsaber. You can hit enemies normally still. You can like kick the enemies and that sort of thing you can use little counter um things that you've got as well um with certain enemies you can throw like a sticky grenade which is really cool um so yeah that's i mean again you're you're kind of you want to not make things too advanced because you're still working on a lego game so you still want to have a sort of like you don't want it to be too advanced. You don't want to turn into like you know Dark Souls or something where you have to counter it at a very specific moment or anything like that. And obviously, if you do get some of the wrong and you get killed, you just you, you respawn a few seconds later as the same Lego character. Um, but no, that was like again just it, it, even very simple touches like how can we put a fun counter animation within this? And different characters do different things based on what weapons they've got. Um, because there'll be somewhere like the character will jump over the enemy's head, they'll knock them in the back or something, or um, if you're using a character with a lightsaber, they will sort of block and then jump over and then knock the enemy over. Um, really, really just nice little touches to towards this game. And again, I want to applaud TT Games for you know again having a look and thinking, okay, how can we make this a bit more interesting, make this a bit different? And you, you've absolutely nailed what you've done here. Um. And again, not the most advanced thing. It's still a Lego game at its core, but I still want to applaud the work that they've put into this game for for doing that. Um, so that's most of the combat stuff covered. Um, really, really good with what they've been able to do there. Um, you've also got um, the space battles in this game as well, whether you're flying the Millennium Falcon, which you get to do several times, uh, Luke's X-Wing, or um, other different ships and things like that. Um... Aside from Star Wars Squadrons, which I've played some of, not properly attempted, obviously that's a very different realised sort of game, this is the best space combat in any of the LEGO games. 
that's been out there. I, I, I absolutely think so. And what makes it better, I think, than some of the other Star Wars games, again, apart from Squadrons, which literally the idea of Star Wars Squadrons is that you are in space battles. What makes this so much better is that it's simpler. Because you've got a few controls. Um, you obviously you move up, down, left and right with your analog stick. You can boost around and stuff. If you um, Either if you hold X or if you press and hold it afterwards, you know, you can do like an extra boost. Um, you get really, really simple counters, which is um, somebody will say like, hey, a missile incoming. And you'll get like these two red things on either side of your ship. You simply press L1 and R1. Your character in the ship will do like a flip around the thing or whatever. Just a little ni- nice little sort of counter. Um, you can like dodge left and right at certain points if you just press L1 or R1. And then you simply just hold down R2 to blast stuff. Um, you get given little, um, uh, I think they're called photon torpedoes where you can blow up like bigger things and stuff. How that basically works is you destroy certain ships to get those torpedoes. You go up towards, uh, you fly up towards certain things you need to blow up. You get this little red square thing that pops up. You press square and then you just watch it blow up. Um, I really had a great time with the space combat in this game. And you get them during different boss battles. You get them during just your general, you know, encounters and stuff in space. Obviously you've got the Death Star runs and all that sort of thing going on. Um, So nice and simple, really nice and simple. Um, the the game gives you very clear prompts as to what to press, when to press it, and obviously to avoid flying into the wall and whatnot. So, yeah. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show 
So yeah, uh, Space Combat, you know, nice and kind of simple, but really, really fun, really, really well put together. So uh, that was a really good addition, and obviously in something like Star Wars, where you've got a bunch of them across the nine films, you want to make sure that you do a good job with that. Um, I also feel like the game's got a good balance between, obviously it's based off the films, but, um, you know, going between the -the on-the-ground combat, having fun with the lightsabers and everything, to the space battles was uh, really real balanced, really, really good. Um, so that's most of the gameplay stuff. Um, the the one kind of not really problem, but sort of curious part was they made a bit of a big deal. Uh, TT Games made of a bit of a big deal about the cover system. Um, yeah, you don't need to use it <laughs> basically. Um, now it's kind of a fun thing that's put in there and again context Lego game you want to just have fun you don't want to nitpick but you can just kind of walk around and shoot your blaster and take out the usually stormtroopers without using cover and you'd be fine again Lego game you want it to be you know nice and simple but you I mean if you want to have fun with it which again is the idea you can take cover in the in in you can take cover in the new cover system and have fun with it that was probably the idea but it's not like in most games where you you know you come out of cover in let's say uncharted or something you're like oh god I'm right out in the open I can be shot by loads of things not quite like that but you know cover system within a lego game it was used well it just you didn't actually need to use it really but um yeah, so, but again, you know, it's for all ages and stuff. You don't want to be, like, you know, stressing out people by saying, like, hey, no, don't come out of cover, you'll die or whatever. It's a Lego game, so I get it, but just just wasn't completely necessary. And uh, I, I used it at times, um, and obviously it can, it can break, and then you can just rebuild it anyway. Um, I will say the fun part of that on the other side was being able to destroy the cover of that Stormtroopers were using, because it did make them easier to hit. Although if you're if you're aiming obviously well enough, you can aim above obviously the cover to their heads and you can like shoot the helmets off and stuff. So that was that was nice. That was really cool. That was a nice touch. I can't remember in the old Star Wars Lego games if you could shoot like the helmets off the stormtroopers, but they even they do their own little animation. That's kind of cool and stuff. So that was good. Um, I suppose you've got some other things going on as well. You can use, um, with different characters, you can use a net kind of thing to climb certain areas. That was a nice touch. You can use a glider in certain situations. That was a nice little thing to do. And you could also use, I think it was with the Wookiee, not the Wookiees, sorry. The, um, the little guys, what were they called? When you're on Endor, I think it is. Um, and I think it was in episode six, uh... The, the the little people I can't remember what they're called right now the ones that team up with the um the bookies and stuff uh in episode six uh but yeah you can use them and you 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 have like this piercing armor kind of little gun I can't remember what it was called but you could use that to open up certain doorways and certain areas and stuff like that so that was cool to use um and just some nice little touches and stuff with that that was that was quite good. Um, and it did make you think a little bit on the spot. It wasn't too complicated. Again, Lego game, you want it to be nice and simple. But you did have to think a little bit more than just, again. So that's, that, that's genu- genuinely one of the biggest improvements of this game. Is instead of your traditional Lego game where it was smash, 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 build, next point. Smash, 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 build, next point. Um, you had to actually think about 
certain things that you were doing. Um, which never required too much thinking and they weren't too hard. But it required more than just button mash build next area. Button mash build next area, you know. And I just appreciate that TT Games probably looked at that and thought we should put something a little bit more intricate in there. Uh, speaking of building stuff, you can also obviously do the uh, mechanic in this game where you could, you, do, you break certain Lego parts and you're building something and you can choose left or right usually to... Um, it's basically like giving you an option of how to go through the next level. So you can pick one type of blaster or something else. I remember there was a part in episode 4, I think, um, which, by the way, I played 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3, 7, 8, 9, which to me is the proper order to, to do things. Uh, there's a part on the... Um, on the uh, on the the ship um and you're playing as Leia and you can build either a blaster to take out one of the walls and the group of stormtroopers on one side or you could choose the other option and you could use a water cannon and like clear the area that was on the other side of the wall and you could go down that way so yeah that nice little kind of things like that nice little sort of touches different ideas um, this game certainly doesn't lack ideas, it's it's full of new ones which is good. Again, nice simple stuff within the context of a Lego game. But um, I suppose that's kind of part of the challenge, isn't it? You want to look at your old formula of the Lego games and think, okay, we've got this, how can we improve it? How can we improve it to where you don't add too much or make it too complicated or make it too intricate or still keep the core fun goofy slapstick fun you know family friendly lego stuff but throw in some new ideas make it a little bit more intricate a little bit more detailed and that's probably quite a fine line i wonder if there's probably some ideas that they came up with and thought no that might be a little bit too much for uh for, for, for some people um which is good if they didn't decide to go ahead with some of those more complicated ideas so that was good as well. Um, what else have you got going on in this game? Um, that's pretty much most of the gameplay stuff. Yeah, you got the new building stuff. You got the new tools that you can use. Combat's much better. New uh, perspective that you play from. Um, so that was all really good stuff. Yeah, a, a lot of praise from me on, on on the gameplay side of things. And I'm very curious to see because obviously now you've you've done all of Star Wars basically. Um, what you what IP you do this with next because the interesting thing obviously with a Marvel and DC sure you can make like an M obviously you've got like 27 MCU films or whatever you could do like a MC maybe maybe you do like an Avengers thing where you play Avengers 1 Age of Ultron Infinity War Endgame because instead of obviously I wouldn't expect TT games to come out with like hey here's a Marvel game it's based on the MCU films and you've got all 27 films or however many there is. I wouldn't expect that. That's a heck of a lot of content. But maybe you narrow it down. Maybe you do an Iron Man game where you focus on the three Iron Man films. Maybe you do an Avengers Saga uh, type game. Or you do a Captain America type type thing. Um, what would make sense there is the four Avengers films possibly. Where you can fill in some gaps and whatnot. But yeah. Um... I guess that the most obvious one to me is to do this again with Harry Potter because you've got about the same amount of films. You've got, what, seven with Harry Potter? Um, you go back and... Because there was the old collection of Harry Potter games, wasn't there? So maybe you take... Well, the, the same thing. You take you take the storylines from the seven films or eight films, however many there was, um, which is about the same amount, 
and you do it and you call it the Harry Potter Legacy Collection or, or, or something um, and you do the full voice acting, the full, you know, everything else and you go through the films the same way, that that makes sense. Um, again, with the DC side of things, I don't know what you could do there because um, the interesting thing with the uh, DC games and at least most of the Lego Marvel games, they're just random storylines of stuff. Um, and you do have like your Lego Avengers games, which I think are based on the films. Again, you maybe you go back, you do those ones, um, but you do it in this new format or something. Um, but there's probably quite a few. You could do like Back to the Future or something. Um, but I suppose the criteria is you want something that's a big collection, so a good few films. You want something obviously it's a popular IP, and you do want something that's got a lot of characters. Obviously, obviously something like Back to the Future doesn't have loads of characters like Marvel and DC and Star Wars do. But um, curious to see what they come up with. Maybe Lord of the Rings or something. You know, you got um, three films there. You could do something with that. I think they did Lord of the Rings, didn't they? But again, even if they've done. Even if it's to do with franchises they've covered before, you take those storylines from the films and you put them into this new format. So, we shall see. Anyway, speaking of the stories, um, I just wanted to touch upon some moments. Um, now, in terms of... Because my, my opinions on the films, the nine films, Star Wars films, are different to my opinions, obviously, of how they were handled in the games. Obviously, you've got different tones, different context... You don't have the entire story. You've got like the highlights from the story. But still in a good sort of narrative sense. I would say. Now this is where one of my complaints comes in actually. I'd almost forgotten to mention this. But uh, episodes 7, 8 and 9 were my least favourite to play through. That's not because I dislike the sequel trilogy. I actually like episode 7 and 9. I don't really remember that much of Last Jedi. But I'll have to go back and watch those films. Uh, 4, four 5 and 6 were good. But where I thought this game stood out with its stories was how it handled the prequels. All of that, you know, Padme, Anakin, Yoda, Obi-Wan, Darth Vader. Um, you've got obviously the Emperor there and everything. I thought the way that ha- that was handled was really, really good, actually. And you've got like the Yoda stuff going on, the Council. Um, and obviously the, the fight with Anakin, I have the high ground. <laughs> that, that ladder, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say, in, ter- in terms of my actual enjoyment of, if 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 I'm going to bundle these as trilogies, my least favorite ones to play through were seven, eight, and nine. Although I did like playing through the ending parts of nine. But my biggest problem with episode seven and eight, playing through the games, the Captain Phasma fights, and I tweeted about this, were a joke. They were an absolute joke. But it's basically in episode 7. The fight. Because obviously she's like fighting against Finn. Because Finn has rebelled. And he's trying to be on the um, the good side. And I think it's. Was it Gwendolyn Christie? The, the one from uh, Game of Thrones. She played um, Captain Phasma. In the two films. The, the 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 it's not even really a boss fight in episode seven. What you do in episode seven is because you have like these power points, don't you? In the like these these uh, electricity points, and you have these little blue things you carry around with them, like you know pa- power uh, box things, and you put them in the little slots. And you're doing this like sneaking around thing, 
But you don't actually fight her. You actually don't fight Captain Phasma, basically. And then in episode 8, you do this very strangely constructed second boss fight. Which is where she is standing on a platform, Captain Phasma. She's got a blue shield in front of her. You've got pieces of cover and there's a few um, stormtroopers to take care of. And you've got a couple of options. There's a few things around the sides that you can destroy and build things with and attack her with. And then at at certain random points you could build a cannon that you blast at her. It's so powerful that it takes away her shield and it obviously takes off a bit of damage. And then the the, the, the character, because it's Rose and Finn that you can switch between. And they say over and over and over and over again. Oh, she's got TIE Fighters above her. But wouldn't that be a health and safety thing? I get that they were trying to go for a joke. But it was they, they repeated the dialogue over and over and over and over and over again. It was so annoying. Even after the first time when you shoot. Because you basically you shoot one of them off of like these railing things above her. It comes off, it falls down, it hits her on the head. And obviously that causes damage. So even once you figure out what they're telling you. Of like, oh, look above, look, look up. Um, so that you can, uh, shoot the thing off, the TIE Fighters off, and hit her. Fair enough. Got it. Did it once. And then it gets you to do it twice, even though the second time for me it didn't work. I didn't have any bugs or glitches, it just didn't, I didn't really manage to do it the second time. And I had to take her out with the cannon. You still don't really fight her. And I'm just wondering, because I'm pretty sure with all of the other boss fights, because you fight Darth Vader twice, you fight Emperor Palpatine twice, you fight, uh, obviously, Anakin, end of episode 3, you fight General Grievous, I think, in episode 2, you fight Count Dooku in episode 2 as well, you fight Darth Maul in episode 1, you fight uh, Kylo Ren in episode 7, 8, and 9, I think. Um... You also fight... What's his name? I think that's most of the major boss fights. And all of those are pretty normal... Lightsaber duel fights. Because um, when you fight Darth Maul in episode 1... That's a duel lightsaber fight. When you fight Count Dooku... And General Grievous... That's a lightsaber fight. When you fight Anakin in episode 3... That's a lightsaber fight. When you fight Darth Vader... In episodes, wait, who was the who was the boss in episode four? I think it was Darth Vader in all three, but then you had the Palpatine ones as well. They were all dueling boss fights. Episode seven, eight, and nine, when you fight Kylo Ren a few times, that was dual dueling fights. And yeah, I know the Emperor Palpatine in episode in those episodes are a bit different. Obviously, he's got his electricity powers; he's not going to be dueling with you in that way, but. That was pretty much with your lightsaber. I don't know why with the Captain Phasma stuff. Because Finn gets a lightsaber. Doesn't he? Um, in one of the episodes. And you're talking about. These fights you're talking about. Which are in episode 7 and 8. Um, so why was that different? Why was that different? I don't know. Um. Because even though Captain Phasma wasn't around long in the films and got a bit cut short, unfortunately, 
I still remember Finn in the film in episode 8. At least somewhat dueling off with Captain Phasma. So why do you have this weirdly constructed drop the TIE fighter on her thing? It was really out of place compared to all the other boss fights. Which yeah had their little changes here and there. Had their little differences here and there. But that was like completely different to everything else. And I just didn't understand why you couldn't do a standard dueling thing. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't. I didn't understand that. Um, not only that, I thought the general quality of the fights. Is, is, the one in episode seven is worse than the one in episode eight. But I thought they were absolutely both completely piss poor. Um, that though, though, in terms of the actual quality and the and the ideas, those were the two lowest points of of the games. Um, but then you have a very good fight in because you fight a uh, Snoke in episode eight. You fight um. Emperor Palpatine or the Emperor in uh, episode 8. Those are really good fights. And although those are different because you're not directly fighting Snoke. And you're not directly fighting Palpatine. Those fights are constructed differently because those characters aren't dueling off with you. And obviously Snoke dies in a very particular way in episode 8. But just didn't get it. Didn't understand why that was different. So, uh, But speaking of most of those other boss fights which I've just given a bit of praise to. They were all really really good. My favourite ones... I did like the Darth Vader fights. Those were really good. Especially, obviously, you know, episode 6. I believe it's episode 6. Leads to the big moment, you know. I am your father. Um, so those were really good. Uh, and as as I learned, like, how to counter properly. Which is where you jump backwards when an enemy striking you. And the animation that happens there is really, really cool. So that was really good. Uh, yeah, speaking of some of the moments, one one thing that really, really worked with this game with the Lego charm, and I don't think it ruined certain moments, was there's a few moments, obviously, throughout the franchise where characters are saying to other characters, take my hand because to do this, whether it's to join the dark side or to do whatever, and, and their little Lego hand will be sticking out. <laughs> that was really funny. Um... Yeah, like you got this serious scene, and again, it didn't ruin the scene. It didn't sort of like shit all over them or whatever. Uh, it was just playing out the scene, but adding the Lego charm in there. And you've got this moment of like uh, Luke going, "No, you t- uh, Obi Wan told me that you killed my father. No, I am your father. You know, join me, and you can, you know, father and son, dark side." Da 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 da. da. <laughs> he holds his hand out, and it says, "Little good Lego hand." <laughs> Oh, that was brilliant. That was great. Uh, there's a few other moments as well, I think. Um, there's a few times between... Because Kylo Ren and Rey have got their back and forths of like Rey trying to convince Kylo to go back to the good side. Kylo saying, no, you can embrace the dark side. Come over to me. Lots of holding out hands. Lots of Lego hands things going on. So that was uh, that was great. There's also some moments that tied into those things as well. Where... um. What was it? A character would be doing something in a cutscene, and like their hand would fall off or something. <laughs> so that was great. But again, it's not like taking the Mickey out of the moment. It's just adding the Lego charm. Uh, there's even one particular scene where uh, pa- a- a- Emperor's talking over a hologram thing, and he's like, you know, moving his arms about and stuff, and his little uh, his little hand falls out the socket. And one of his generals or whoever picks up his arm, like his hologram arm, and slots it back in. <laughs> that was good. I guess it's more of a hand, isn't it, that they click back in, obviously, the, the Lego pieces. 
but no that was great that that was really really uh a good bit of charm and stuff um so that was uh that was good uh but anyway mostly positive nine out of ten must play rating very much enjoyed these games a few nitpicks here and there a few things that didn't work here and there but massive credit to tt games for doing this for creating this saga uh you really don't need to go back to star wars um after this unless there's going to be you know when the new films come out or you want to do mandalorian seasons or something i don't know uh or maybe something with solo and rogue one um i'm not sure but obviously the the skywalker saga films is where you can use more of the characters so that was a good idea um but i look forward to seeing what they do next which franchise they choose to do this with next i would very much like to see it done with harry potter um so i can play through those films and then i would like to see if they can do this similarly with something to do with dc and marvel or they just pick a different ip or something like that so yeah we shall uh see what they choose to do um but no massive credit to tt games you've really you've evolved and you've refreshed your get you've refreshed your games so massive credit for doing that and it's just like i'll go back to this point right the animation in the menu section the main menu and the animation in the episode selections that on its own is more effort soul and personality than some complete games have because if you look at because one, one thing i was kind of actually thinking about um as i was looking through the episode menus and i was watching the animation and i was like because there was some news that came out about Battlefield 2042 this week that we'll talk about on the Gaming Talk podcast. And I thought, I actually, I, I sat there and thought to myself, the animation in those two parts, so in the main menu screen and in the episode selection, that's got more effort, soul, personality, and more quality development and animation than the entirety of something like Battlefield 2042, like the whole game. More, more effort put into that. And I know Battlefield 2042 is like a low bar to compare to, but you can just tell sometimes when devs care, like when they put that extra level of care in. And this is one of those examples. So I'm really glad that they found a way to evolve their games and I can't wait to see what they do next. So there we go. Anyway, that's most of what I wanted to talk about. Um, Those of you that have played the game or if you haven't, again, can you really spoil these games? Maybe if you haven't seen the films, but... To be honest, if you haven't seen the films, go and watch those first, and then you can play the games. That's what I'd recommend that you do, so that, so that you can see the films that we've all seen recreated in these Lego games. This I, I wouldn't say this is a substitute. I wouldn't say like, oh, if you've not seen the films, play this to find out the story. No, I'd say watch all the nine films, and then play these games, so that you can see the films adapted and coming to life in lego form that's that's the format this is supposed to be shown in so uh, again you can't really spoil these these games or whatever so anyway those of you that have played it or haven't played it let me know what you think uh matthew entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk there's contact page and information in your show notes uh what do you want to see tt games do uh next i like i said want to see them do these games but with the harry potter films then see what they can do with marvel and uh um dc or maybe some other, you know, maybe you can do like a, heck, I, you know, I was going to say I'd give them permission, but it's not really my permission to give. You could do this with the four Toy Story films. 
there, there, there's a challenge for you as somebody who really really loves the Toy Story films um, and those films mean the world to me I'm sure the characters will look a little bit different I wouldn't mind seeing that plenty of different characters you could play between um, lots of different things that you could do so if I'm to set a challenge for TT games go ahead Try to do the Toy Story films. I mean, I don't know if you can get the license from Pixar or whatnot, but given that you've gone to literally Disney, Warner Brothers, DC, you know, all these other massive companies, um, and you've gotten, like, you know, Jurassic World games done, you've got DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Um, actually, no, they have worked with Pixar, haven't they? Yeah, because the, um, the Incredibles games. So uh, they have they have done it. But um, I'd be curious to see what Toy Story looks like with this, and I would love to play through those those four films so there we go um heck if you wait till after Lightyear comes out you can do five films because that's probably going to be part of that saga so anyway uh but yeah Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes let me know what you think of these games are you going to play them have you already played them if you did what did you think of everything I mentioned etc etc you can also use the big email box on the website version of the episode let me know what you think um, of everything I've mentioned, clickable email name in your show notes, all that good stuff as well. A uh, little bit of housekeeping stuff. Um, I talked to Nikki Rap again recently. There's an episode called Nikki Rap Returns. She returned to Entertainment Talk, and we talked about her voice acting parts in uh, Telltale's Walking Dead and obviously the new game uh, Psychonauts 2. We talked about the Walking Dead show, a bunch of other stuff, and it was a really, really, really great conversation to have with her. Really good to have her on the podcast so you can listen to myself and Nikki Rap discuss all of that um if you want to hear that podcast called um how video games can evolve it's a whole 90 minute episode yes it's quite long going into lots and lots of different things and areas that games can improve on or evolve in so have a listen to that of course we've got Walking Dead Better Call Saul recently wrapped up with Walking Dead 11B Better Call Saul's back for its sixth and final season me and David are covering everything over there Gaming Talk will be back on this week on Sunday. We'll also have a Flash podcast. Look out for those. Uh, Man United appointed a new manager called Eric Ten Hag. Uh, also lost to Liverpool 4-0. So there's all that. All those podcasts. So lots and lots of different things to listen to on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, so you can go over there, check out all the episodes that we've done. All that kind of stuff. Uh, get involved with what we've been doing. If you like what you've heard today and you want to support more of what we're doing, you can either listen to more episodes simply by going to either entertainmenttalk.org or find us on your favourite podcast platforms. You can also tell other people about our content either by just telling them or using social media. Take your pick from those different things. Or you can use uh, the Patreon page, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options as well. So take a look out for all of that. If you want your TV and your film news, uh, Marvel and DC stuff included, Star Wars, obviously all that good stuff as well, just a general TV and film news. David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio. Uh, Geektown Radio is your weekly podcast episodes, those come out on Tuesdays. Find those on podcast platforms, Geektown, geektown.co.uk, check out all of that. Bex is still streaming very regularly over on Twitch, you can find her by looking for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. You can also find her on social media, Instagram and Twitter by searching for the same name. You can also find me on Twitch as well, streaming uh, over at eTalk UK over on Twitch. You can find those. And if you want to find the archive streams or the game clips, you can find those over on Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. I have now fully updated the YouTube channel with all the game clips and stuff. There's a few Star Wars things as well on there if you're interested in seeing those. Loads and loads and loads of clips that I put on there the last couple of days. I was a bit far behind, but uh, 
loads of clips that are on there. YouTube Entertainment Talk plays some fun stuff over there. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>